to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 173. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sineski. Hello. Hi there. Welcome back. Yeah. I'm really glad that you were working yesterday because today it is so like 20 degrees better. cooler. <laughs> well, <laughs> more importantly, I mean, yes, it is 20 degrees cooler, but more importantly, it is also about... 45 degrees lower on the dew point. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday it was like 85 or something, or no, 75. And for those of you that aren't familiar with what dew point is, uh, that is a point in which dew condensation appears on a vessel of liquid or anything that's of a lower temperature. <laughs> or me. Yeah, or you. <laughs> and, like, I'm pretty sure, so yesterday it was, like, 96 of the dew point of, like, 92 or something. It was just yeah, it was somewhere in the high 70s. But yeah, it, it was bad. It was wet. Really terrible. Today it's, well, I don't know, it's probably in the high 70s right now. Not going to lie, when I went out to Grove Creek for Cash at the Creek. Oh, yeah? Um, I, I, I left at, like, 8. Because, like, it goes from, like, 3 o'clock to question marks. Well, and I, like, I didn't leave till 2. Part of that event. The fun part of it, anyway, is just being in that gaggle of people by the tower, and you really can't do that right now. No, you so can't. So like... what I did is I just like so I, I didn't I didn't bet, which I usually do, mm -hmm. but so I just kind of like I was like near it, but not in. I stayed like six feet away from people to the best of my abilities, and if I couldn't, I was the least upwind from them, so like they <laughs> couldn't like breathe on me. So and then you were crop dusting them. I hope. Yes, I was. Very good. Um, but the thing is, that far out, all the storms were forming that came through the Twin Cities were forming between where Grove Creek is and mm -hmm. where the Twin Cities are. Okay. So, so the weather like, was good out there. Then. The weather was wonderful. It was like this. <laughs> it was so nice because all of the humidity was being sucked east into the Twin Cities and just making giant storms. So I have no idea what the storms were like, but I was sure, I certainly was comfortable. Well, good. I mean, that's really all that matters. So Beater Bomb from 1320 video was there? I don't know who that is. It's but... a... Fox by Mustang that's like internet famous for like oh. just beating on everything and it's got like a very large turbo on it. It's ah. pretty cool LS swap. Is it a small tire car? Uh yes it is. Okay. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Um but yeah, it was really nice being comfortable for like a moment yesterday. Yeah, hopefully today is just an entire day of that. But either way. Yes, it was it's supposed to be. So And I apologize. I'm I I doubt it'll come through, but if you guys get any wind noise, it's because there's like a twenty mile an hour breeze coming through the studio. So. And we are not mad about it. Nope, it's it's very excellent. <laughs> it no sweat. Great. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, talk about Patreon. Okay. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash carpetrage. Spell that P A T R E O N dot com forward slash and you know how to spell us. What Patreon is, it's a support platform for content consumers like you to support content producers like us directly. We have two open-ended levels of support available to you. One is $1.50, one is $5. Basically, it just buys us beer, um, and it gives you the opportunity to give us topics directly. However, you do get a little bit of a kickback, so you get some merch, and uh, even at the lower level, you still get a koozie. Warm kudos from us, and uh, yeah. Anyway, head and on over to... And you can submit a topic. Yeah. Yes, you can, even on the basic level. So, yeah, so um, that's important. So if you want us to talk about something, there'll be a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll crack open a frosty beer in your name. So yes, anyway, we will. head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. All right. So I'm going to start out today. I want to talk about something that's uh, civil rights related. Okay. Um, so this is actually a few weeks old, this news story, because I originally was going to do it on... That's fine. Everything's Fourth of July or something. But... Uh, so I guess uh, African American or POC. We can't necessarily say what they are, because um, I mean it's multiple different people. Yeah, we're not Modi. Yeah. So, 
There are multiple different uh, POC Ford employees that are calling on Ford to stop making police cars. Hmm. And economically, that's kind of a good idea. Because you're sacrificing, albeit a large fleet account, Yeah. Uh, in the name of not having bad press every single time the police... Oh, their their cars are always in the pictures. Yeah, too. It's, it's really like, bad. Like that's really bad PR. Who's for buying Ford. an Explorer right now? Yeah, exactly. Like, what have you done, Corey? Sorry, our sound manager is knocking things over. <laughs> um, it's basically a giant cat. Yeah, he's awful. <laughs> but he. Uh, but anyway, so it's it's one of those things where I mean it makes sense to me because every single time that there's a video like George Floyd or anything like that, you mm-hmm. have a Ford. That's pretty much the face of that. Yeah. Because they're not driving a PPV or a Charger. They're no. They're driving a Ford Explorer. A Ford Explorer, yeah. They're the biggest police car manufacturer in the United States, and they're known for that. It's not like in Europe or something where it's like, it could be really anything. Mm-hmm. I, oh, it's it, a Volvo. Yeah. <laughs> like, here, it's going to be an Explorer. Yep. It would have been, you know, a Taurus a few years ago. It still is a Taurus. Like, it could yeah, be. Yeah. But, I mean, people, by and large, are ordering the the, uh, yeah. the larger Interceptor. So, the Explorer. Yeah, the Explorer. Um, and I, that that makes sense, um, you know, economically, why they would get rid of that. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I hope they do. Because I feel like at this point, our police department, I, you know, they don't really... Yeah, they should really, just they should know. take a back seat for yeah. a little while. Yeah, it's just like, it's nothing but bad PR from them. Like, even, even if you support the police, you have to be, like, just on entirely on a business level... It's really bad PR. Like, there's a reason, like, the mm-hmm. Ford Bronco, they changed the release date after the O.J. Simpson <laughs> thing. Because, like, yeah, that would be hilarious. Not a great time to do it, though. Also really bad PR. Like, <laughs> like that's, like, the, like it's just something you, you shouldn't do. And, yeah, also, I believe that, you know, I, I stand with Black Lives Matter myself personally. So it's, like, I understand, you know, on a civil rights level why that would be important. And that's just... It makes sense for Ford to do that right now. So I did, that's what I wanted to mention. Uh, I don't really want to go too in-depth on it because people will listen to this to get out of the what's really going on in the world. So I don't want to ruin their day. <laughs> I, uh, quick comment on police before I move on to my topic. I was driving to Micro Center Midday on Tuesday, and I was heading south on 100. There's one overpass right at that sign shop right mm-hmm. before you turn off. Yeah. There was a cop standing up there with a portable laser gun on the overpass clocking people, and yeah. there were four or five cop cars just queued right by Jana's work. Yeah. Got my shopping, went across. The dude was like, they had ticketed everyone, so he was waiting for the other people to get back in line to start clocking some more cars. He was just sitting around doing nothing, but he was, like, looking at traffic that was going across the bridge. I put down my window, put on autopilot, and I gave him the crispest, longest thumbs down with eye contact I probably could. <laughs> and he very much saw it. And it was like a bobbing thumbs I down, I love too. that. It's like, you asshole, just clocking these poor people with your laser gun. Have you heard the thing about what people are doing with Blue Lives Matter flags where they're making the no. rainbow flags? <laughs> no. They get a bunch of Sharpies, and they, they color, and they're like, oh, they're coloring kits, obviously. Anyway, and that's enough of politics, I guess. But. No, my my neighbor had <laughs> that's great a friend over with that, and I I went into my house oh. yesterday, 
And I looked at him, oh, that sucks. And I walked out, and somebody had walked by already. And had already painted it into a rainbow flag. I'm like, awesome. yes! <laughs> I mean, the Blue Lives Matter flags are already defacing, like, a felony defacement yeah. of a flag. So you may as well just keep her going. Yeah, know? exactly. It's, Have like, really, really, her. really funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh like, man! It wasn't even me either. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> I totally forgot to put up your. Um, oh, it's fine. Your article. It's just there. It's capturing the wrong thing anyway. So yeah, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I guess I'll move on to to my topic. Uh, BMW, yes. which we don't care about anymore at all because they're pushing nothing but least special crossovers, has pushed out yet another least special crossover. However, the only reason I'm covering this is because it doesn't have enormous ass kidney grills and it's all electric. So it's the BMW iX3. That's what they're calling it. I think that's kind of a horseshit name, but it's actually pretty good on paper. What's wrong with its kidneys? Uh, Although it doesn't really have any because it doesn't need them. Yeah, but they're there, and they're still too big. It's kind of like an i3, and they are too big, but, I mean, I'll take this over an X5 or an X7. I guess. I mean, this is is my thing. Your kidney grills should be no larger than your headlights. Yeah. Like, that's how it's always been up until recently. And the, I think the reason why this is avoiding the X7-style grills is because this won't be sold in China. And China is demanding the gigantic grills, Good not Lord. us. So, I'm sorry, China. But, sorry, China. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's it's 295 horsepower, 0 to 60, and 6.8. It's nothing super impressive, but pretty good range. It'll compete with the EQC. And, I mean, it, it'll probably be fairly dynamic to drive. So, I mean, I would take this over a Model Y any day of the week. Because this is not super ugly, and a Model Y is. A Model Y is not pretty. Uh, it literally looks just like a Model. What is it? X. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shrunk down. It's a shrunk down Model X. It, I don't even think it has the Falcon doors either. And does no, it, it doesn't. It, it takes all the bad proportions and then strips all of the features. And it's twenty more, twenty grand more than a Model Three. Why base. would you not just get a Model Three? Uh, I don't know, or an S. <clears throat> Wait, that doesn't make any sense to me. No, I mean, the, the base price is very similar to a Model S. I'm just like, why I, the hell would you not do that? Yeah, I, you should absolutely buy this if you're looking for an electric crossover. But, damn it, Corey. Um, it's but, Corey's fault. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, still, I mean, this is this is kind of on the forefront. Uh, we knew this was coming. We didn't really know what yeah. it was going to be called. We didn't know the form factor, but it's on the forefront of the, in the next two years, probably now, it was supposed to be this year and next, but coronavirus has kind of done some things to that. Uh, we're going to be seeing a huge number of really good production EVs coming out. Yes, I'm really excited for that. My my thing is, though, with BMW is, like, they were known as the ultimate driving machine up until now. Right. Um, and now they're obviously not. No, ultimate um, marketing machine. Yeah, and I think that they're kind of getting into, like, a you reap what you sow sort of thing. And right now they're, they're planting the crop for having serious strife in about 10 years. 15 mm-hmm. years. Probably where not even that long. It, where it's going to be an infinity thing where it's like, what am I getting? How is this any different from any other mm-hmm. like, oh, like SUV, a luxury car? Because like, at least at BMW, like, if you got yourself an automatic E46, mm-hmm. which is like what most people did. Yep. Like an all-wheel drive 15 one. 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. You got yourself an automatic E46, you can still say... Mm-hmm. Yes, this car still feels objectively better than a Lincoln. Oh, yeah. This yep. car still handles better. It is actually, like, on paper better. Mm-hmm. And you can feel this when you're driving it. Mm-hmm. Like, when you are driving an automatic E46, it sucks a hell of a lot more than a manual E46. Mm-hmm. But when you compare that to really any other luxury 
automobile, you get the thing of BMW where right. this is a performance car that's been distilled down to something that you want to drive. Right. On the straight and level, cruising on the highway, between all those variants, you're not really going to be able to tell much of a difference. No, but like... And that's where you spend most of your time. And that's the thing is, but like when you're driving that E46, what makes the difference, the mm -hmm. small modicum of a difference, is when you are changing highways, that clover leaf. Mm -hmm. You feel like a champion in an oh, E46 oh, on, I a, am. I, on a clover leaf compared to, say, a... You know, Lincoln. I'm going to use Lincoln because they've sucked forever. Mm -hmm. And nobody's going to get mad about that. Nope. No, um, God, there's no <laughs> defenders of Lincoln anymore. Absolutely no. not. And see, that's the thing is, like, I really think Lincoln's going to go out of business as soon as boomers die off. Like, they're going to. I think so, too. They're going to be the Oldsmobile. I mean, the Navigator's doing really well. The Aviator's doing fairly well. But they just canceled the Continental. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay, well, that was your last car. Now I, I don't care again. Yeah, and. Also, I think it's also really weird that like a lot of these companies are kind of being to like just follow the exact same trend when they know, among other things, like why Subaru outsells other out like all-wheel drive brands mm -hmm. is because of their symmetrical all-wheel drive. It feels better. Mm -hmm. It's the smallest little bitty thing. A Subaru yeah, Forester it's not, today. It's not a hull deck yeah, system. <laughs> a, a Subaru Forester today is really not any different than a Tiguan. Uh, but all things being considered equal, not looking at what we obviously know about reliability, but just like how they drive, the Subaru Forester drives better than the Tiguan. And I think that with... Well, it's lighter, too. Yeah, and I think that BMW, like, they should know that, like, these little things really matter a lot. And pushing things like this EV are really kind of ostracizing them with what their core is and what makes them special. And yes and no, but I bet this is better to drive than a, a two-liter four-cylinder turbo X3. Well, yeah, and that's true. Well, it's also comparing a BMW to a BMW, though. Right, but you might still get that underlying dynamic that makes it more fun. Possibly. In this than Possibly. you would with a, a Tiguan or something like that. Well, that's true. That is very true. I mean, it's it's going to be better in Q5 EV. I drove an, what do they call it, a two-series Grand Coupe I had as a loner mm. when I took my boss's truck in. I'm like... This is awful, but this is a lot better than a lot of other modern cars I've driven it's a, still. Yeah. Like, it's, like, the power delivery, like, I know it's only going to last 10,000 miles or whatever before it explodes, but, like, it, like the, the engine had excellent power. It had an all-wheel drive system that didn't feel front-wheel drive. That's cool. it is, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was torque factoring. So, they're, they're so still able to get that BMW feeling to a level. I knew I was in a BMW still. So, that's good. I just, I, I live in fear that they're going to, they're going to erase that they will they like they're because they're you know they're already muddying the waters but i think that's to get to a point where it's just gonna completely disappear this is like one of if not the only company that will still sell you a manual car in the states that's and true. we have a choice of a couple and the new m3 and m4 the base model ones will have a stick so that's like, actually really cool they're that you gotta you plug them do for that, that yeah like, that's still gonna be a great car and they're gonna make it for seven years i'm just i'm i live in fear that they're going to go the way of infinity where like if you had told me how much Infinity sucks today, mm -hmm. if you if you oh, had told yeah. me that they were going to be like that in two thousand eight, I would call you a liar. <laughs> a I'm bold like, faced liar. You are a bold faced <laughs> liar. That is not possible because you know we we make fun of the VQ thirty five, yeah, and the V thirty five G thirty five, and I'm not gonna lie. In two thousand eight, that was one of the most 
fun driving cars. Oh yeah, I'd been because in. nobody knew about the timing chain problems yet. No, it didn't <laughs> didn't show itself to <laughs> 150,000 miles. Say, not enough miles. Yet. Yeah, the second hit 150,000 miles, I started exploding. But like, that's the thing. It's like I'm just I'm afraid it, it's a very slippery slope mm-hmm. to not. Yeah, if they keep putting eggs in the the least special gasoline vehicle basket, they're done. Yeah, because they're they really feel like. But if they if they infuse the i brand again and actually put some new product in there, I mean the i three and the i eight both drive awesome. Yes, they, they are do. Super fun. And they're also they're unique. And they're comp- yeah they're composite. They have tons of just off the wall technology, and they were first to market with all that and stuff too. I, also, well, when I say unique, like they've got weird shit. Like mm-hmm. the i three has like a what was like a one sixty five. 35 R20 tire. And like, it also has like the tightest turning circle of any car ever. Right? Yeah, like the dumbest tire size. <laughs> the i8 had those cool little like winglet things on the sides, like an Alfa Romeo bat car. Yeah. Um. So like they had cool things. This one's got like a, a little a little blue. Oh, it's streak. got a blue strip. Ah, and the and the fake kidneys. That's, how you, fake, that's how you know it's fake electric. kidneys. But it doesn't really bring anything new to the table. No, it really doesn't. But I mean, so, again, I would so much rather see this than a, an M Sport version of the two-liter Turbo X3. I concur. I absolutely concur. So that's the only reason I bring it up. So it makes um, me a little bit less unhappy. Speaking of muddying the waters and of just kind of reaping what you sow, Honda uh, released that this week that they are shit-canning the Civic Coupe and the Fit and the Civic Si, which is the sports version of the Coupe. I don't have a picture of it because I just typed this up on my phone because it's big news now. Wait, they're killing the cars entirely? Uh, they're killing the Fit and they're killing the two-door Civic. Huh. Yeah. And there, you know why? Because I have a related story in 174 right at the bottom. Um... Huh, yeah. So... <laughs> we actually did the same story. No, much. it's different though, so I'm not but, even going to touch on it. Um, with the fit in the Civic Si, you're, it, it's exa- a perfect example of you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. People liked the fit, the first generation, excellent, um, cheap and one cheerful. Of, one of the greatest Hondas mm-hmm. I've ever driven, and the Reliable, second generation, super fun, cheap, economical. The second generation was even better because they moved the engine forward a little more, so it was a little bit easier to maintain. But otherwise, it was the same car. Mm-hmm. And released Honda's best teal color they've ever made. Agreed. Which Honda is like I, I can say Honda's the master of teal. Just don't buy a yellow one. Yeah, no, don't buy the yellow one. <laughs> but um, they no, their uh, their teals are amazing. But um, yeah, so the third generation fit though. They just went full on into old lady mode. Like, they made the car for old ladies, but they were got confused somewhere between development and marketing because then they killed the volume button button on the knob for the radio. So you had to replace it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. On a vehicle with stiff suspension. Yeah, it's bad. It it was so irritating. I'm just going to pull this link so we can all talk about it after. So, yeah, so. Doing that, like, yeah, obviously you don't need to buy the fix. It objectively sucks. Well, like, now, yeah, because they yeah. screwed it up. Well, they, they totally screwed it up. Like, they, they killed the volume knob on the radio, which alienated their old buyers. They marketed the car to old people, which alienated their young buyers. And now it's like, well, nobody wants it. Did they market it with hamsters? No, they didn't. Oh, okay. Which well. also, a reason why nobody wants it. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Kia Soul ate its lunch. Exactly. Because, <laughs> like, that's a good car. But it's like, also... 
the reason why it struggled with younger buyers. Yeah. Was that ad campaign. Because old people loved the hamsters, and young people were like, ah, I don't want the hamster car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then with the Civic Coupe, the Civic Coupe was the greatest performance accord I've ever seen. And that's the thing. You're it's, talking the current one, right? Yeah, the current yeah. one's like the greatest performance accord ever. But the thing is, it's an accord. There's no way in hell yeah, that's that, a CA. that is a Civic. Because that the wheelbase is bigger than every Accord up until like the last ten years, where the Accord just turned into a Lincoln Continental. Um, yeah, the overhangs might be shorter, but the wheelbase is huge. the wheelbase is massive. That car is huge, but um, yeah, no, that that's an Accord of a car, and yeah, there's a reason nobody bought it because that was in this weird place where also it's a Civic Coupe, which is that isn't a hatchback when you look at it. And that's what's so irritating, because that should be a hatchback. That'd be a very, very good, like, yeah. CRX. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. That's no, like the Model S if you put a regular trunk on it. Why? Yeah, exactly. It's worthless to try to get into. Oh, yeah, but this had the HDMI port exhaust. Exactly. Uh, but, like, <laughs> that, it sucks. Like, that car objectively sucks. Like, I, the engine... Awesome. Yeah, the like, new L15T is awesome. The L15 Turbo is really cool, and I think that that is going to be a great vehicle. And we can to... thank the first-gen Honda Fit for giving us that As engine. I say, I would love to have that engine as a donor for the first-gen Fit. Oh, that would and be so much And you can make so a perfect vehicle. I mean, Brian May has shown us just what that engine will take stock, and it's yeah. ridiculous. Well, also, um, Hasport is working on mounts for the second-generation Honda Civic with them. Because uh, is that... ECU crackable? I thought there were some issues with that. They, I, well, you you run a standalone ECU. Oh, so you won't run like a Honda or no, anything like but that anymore. like the main issue with Honda engine swaps, like don't worry, the Honda aftermarket will figure it out. But um, <coughs> a plug and play that's like a nickel. Yeah, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. Um, but the issue is making mounts. So once you can make mounts for it, it'll S- be possible. Sports have been making just tons of mounts for everything lately. Yeah, and well, that's that's what they've always done. Is they literally have a list. They have a giant. They have a giant board on their wall. <laughs> Where they have engines and like engines written on one side and chassis on the other, and they just write a line for what they want to do. I want to see their shop. I bet it's just a bunch of front clipped like Honda coupes from the last twenty years, and yeah, then seriously. it's just one of every Honda engine. And Pretty much, yeah. It's basically that. I bet We're, they have like three D printed mock-ups actually to do engines at do. this point. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, it'd be so nice. It'd be really cool, wouldn't it? I thought I found one that was like a mock-up K twenty four, and it was cheap. Like I thought about buying it just for like. Making That'd be very rad, yeah. That'd be really cool. But, um, so, yeah, like, this car, like, this doesn't surprise me at all. Like, this is Honda. Like, they've sucked for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like, they've made, like, a good engine, but they haven't made a good car for the last 10 years. I'm going to kind of like the new Civic Type R. But... Yeah, it's fine, but it's not really a Civic Type R. It's not class leading. It's not class leading. It's certainly, if you debadged that, mm-hmm. and you put every Civic Type R next to each other, and then all the Accord Type R's. <laughs> and then you put that car there and you say, is this a Civic Type R? Is it a Accord Type R? Or, or what is, is, it? is it? What is this car? Nobody in their right mind would put that next to an EK. What was the name of the Honda Accord, like, Venza thing? Cross Tour? Yeah. Yeah. It's a cross tour. Yeah, it's basically a lowered <laughs> cross tour. Like, things so weird. Car looks disgusted, so I know I've done well. Um, but anyway, I want to touch on it too. I mean, not only did they kill the Fit and the Civic Coupe apparently as a car, which sucks, yeah. but they're also killing the manual transmission in the Accord sedan. That's really dumb. Yeah. All oh, nobody. I, I actually didn't know up until right now that they had it. Oh, but. yeah. The Accord Sport four-cylinder, it actually sold 
pretty okay. Um, you get it with the 2.0T in the manual, which was really cool. That's actually really rad. But I mean, like, if I had to buy a new sedan, like if if the M3 wasn't available and it is, it would be an Accord manual. I would actually, I'd have to do probably a Corolla. Okay. I think a sedan Corolla. Yeah. Huh. A manual sedan Corolla, because they make the Apex. Oh, no, sorry, G70. I'm retarded. Oh yeah, the G70 exists, but I think a manual sedan I would do, um, or a manual sedan Corolla, because like again, like the Accord is just so big. Like that thing is as mm-hmm. big as a '97 series. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is so stupid, and it's front wheel drive, and that's the problem with I that. Bet it's still fun to drive though. Yeah, probably, but I mean like. I'm sorry, if I get into a car where I can't touch both doors at the same time, it better be rear-wheel drive. Oh, well, yeah. I like, was going to say, where is this going? There's <laughs> nothing wrong with a front-wheel drive car. It's just it works so much better in small applications yeah. Oh yes. than yeah. it does large applications. At least a shorter wheelbase, because then you can really huck it around. Yeah, exactly. Like, once you see these like, long wheelbase front-wheel drive cars, like, there's, a, just understeer. Woo. there's a reason. Like I love the Legend, and there's a reason that I don't love a Legend enough to own one. Because it's so big. Well, and the idiocy that brought its design to fruition, essentially. Yeah, like, there's, a, like, but, I mean, that's the thing. It's just, like, I'm that big of a, a legend transmission. Yeah, oh, the longitudinal <sighs> thing? Actually, um, my friend Tyson, uh, he uh, sold his uh, Acura Vigor front-wheel drive five-cylinder manual, which is that's interesting. One of very few cars that has as many gears as it does cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the five area, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, like how many cars? So, have... I pulled it up on stream. I'm sorry, it's not up here for you, Ryan. But this is a, a legend. No, I see it. Powertrain. So yeah, it's it's a longitudinal engine and transmission that they just like put a plate on the back of when they decided it wouldn't be rear wheel drive anymore, and then pulled a Porsche. Yep, and, and just then put it. the axle stubs in the side. Well, the reasoning for that was before you had traction control, you'd have equal length axles, so it'd be easier to control power output. Then when they, then they made traction control like five years later, yeah. and that's why they continued that engine. They just had to get their money out of it. I'm just like, okay, that is such a dumb design. That's but a, I will a say, really ugly engine. One of the earliest, yeah, for a J series, that looks terrible. No, it's not J. That's not it's J. A, it's a C series. Oh, it's a C. Yeah, it's I a C series. Where did they go from C to J? Uh, early 2000s. Or, sorry, late 90s, yeah, you're right. I was going to say, the, I think the NSX was one of the first that went But you could, a, yeah. Because those were Cs. No, no, NSX was always C. No. That yes, was, it was. No. Yes, it was. They, it might not have been a J, but they went from C to something else. They went from a C30 to a C32. The, I, I swear to God, the ladder changed. Nope. Well, it was a C-series. Like, anyway. Because that, that was the thing. <clears throat> that engine was designed under the same name as the NSX engine, and nothing fit. They're completely different engines. Yeah, I know the, the earlier one was a C30, and the automatic always kept the C, but yeah. the, the six-speeds had a, a different 3.2-liter later. Also, yeah, the Legend Vigor was one of the first production cars to offer a six-speed manual, which is cool. That's actually very cool. Not the Wagavan. That was even earlier, but... <clears throat> yes, but that's actually very cool, but... Tangent, sorry. Anyway, like, <laughs> th- those are cars that are really cool, but it's like, at the end of the day, like, it's still front-wheel drive. Like, it's cool for cruising around and looking dope in the city, but, like... Are you really going to enjoy driving it? Really? <laughs> it's not that good. I mean, there's no, but... Like, is it is it cool? Is it? It is cool, yes. Is that going to be your one fun car? No. Are you going to buy it if you have a garage and you really just want something wacky and cool? Yes. That's where that car fits in. 
wacky and cool. Not fun. That's the thing. You're right. C32B. Uh, but anyway, so that's the thing with Honda. They just they 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 killed the Civic, and they're they're the Civic Si, I should say. And, and their bad decision was so bad that it killed Grant and Mahara from MythBusters. I saw that. I know this isn't car related, but I'm very sad because I love MythBusters, and they did a lot of car myths. So I'm gonna go. They ahead lit and a just Corona. Uh, they lit an RT40 Corona on fire once. And they dropped an E34 on another E34, and they ruined a bunch of E30s, and they put a pig in a gutted C4. They did the drive shaft dropout thing with an old Fury. They did square wheels on an F two fifty. It's a garage fifty four, but with American production values ten years ago. But anyway, this is sad. I mean, there <laughs> I know it is two really sad. MythBusters have died I know. already, and now we have a third. Like Carrie Byron and uh, Adam Savage and Jamie Hennigan are the only ones left. That's crazy. To think about that, it's very sad. But he was only forty nine. Yeah, no, he had he had brain aneurysm. It's terrible. It's really it's a big bummer because like Grand's like everybody watches show because he's mm-hmm. he was awesome. So yeah, he definitely had the most infectious laugh. So, so that's that's a huge bummer. Sorry, it's not car news. I, I, I feel really bad about that. You want to hear something good though? Yeah, I, that's please. also semi TV related. Yeah, you know the yes. Toyota Yaris. I I do. We're all very fond of that car. So the second generation Toyota Yaris, um, is the one I want to buy, and I decided this yesterday when I was in the restroom, um, because I found out that the the designer was uh, Takashi Hagino. And Takashi Hagino, in 2004, started being a villain in the Kamen Rider Yuki series uh, in a supporting role um, as well as a different character. And if you're wondering what Kamen Rider Ryuki is, that's Japanese Power Rangers. So the Toyota Vitz slash Yaris was, was designed, designed by a Power Rangers villain. Yes. It's so cool. But... Okay, <laughs> so he did the Power Rangers thing after the design of the car. Yeah, he designed the car, and then he's so like, no, nope, I've had enough. Power Ranger face masks more toned down than the design <laughs> then, or were they no, less they're, toned they're down? More, oh, they, okay. they, actually, it's really funny. Um, ben Shu sent me a picture of his supporting role character, was like good guy character he did, and it's very eerily similar to how the Vitz looks. Like, it's kind of like a bug shape. It's... Not the second generation one, not the current one. Well, this is the link you put up. I don't know. Uh, No, that's uh, I I put up a link to the Wikipedia page. So if you scroll down to the second generation one, first gen, you're right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's the second generation. I love how it's like a fleet vehicle with a giant magnet stuck on the side, and that's the key photo for the second generation. Wikipedia is not good about your key photos. Um, So, anyway. I saw that. I'm like, this is great. I I wanted one, and this just cemented it. But I also want to know, like, this car's actually really cool, because they raced this in Spec B racing in America mm-hmm. very, very briefly when that series existed, and it's the greatest racing series ever. Mm, I don't know. Fiat 500 Cup was pretty good, too. This is basically all the Fiat 500s competition racing against each other before the they Fiat 500 They should race these against Fiat 500s. If the Fiat 500 was in America? And first-gen Honda Fits. If the... Which was in Spec B. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. But the Fiat 500 would have been in it, but this series died a year before Fiat came to America. That's very sad. Um, but anyway, so you can get the Yaris with the one in ZFE engine, which comes to the supercharger. And there's uh, Rotex, uh, I think Ro- it's Rotrex. Rotrex makes a supercharger kit for the one in ZFE uh, for a company in Japan 
that makes 150 horsepower instead of 130 like the Toyota TRD one. Oh. Yeah, so you get another 20 so you horsepower. you could basically make an old GRMN Yaris. Yeah, pretty much. And it's like $3,000 for a supercharger kit, which isn't that bad. Um, Can you tune it? Yeah. That's nice. It's like all tunable and everything. It's really cool. And you can get, like, exhaust for them for, like, three... I thought you were going to buy a Kazashi. I was until I found out how cheap these are and how good these are. Because you have to But understand... Kazashi, though. Kazashis are great, but... Can Jana buy a Kazashi? No, she needs to do GPR. Shoot. Jana needs a Fit. Or, sorry, a, a, a Yaris. Yaris. And you yeah, need a Kazashi. Yeah, but I want a, a three-door Yaris because they're lighter. No. But no, anyway. No, more doors is always better. So, I'm going to get a Yaris. Ah. And... Tanabe exhaust on them is like 200 bucks. Is that how you say it? Tanabe? Yeah, I thought it was Tanabe. That's Tanabe. Oh, Jesus. Oops. Um, yeah, in Japanese, you always do the constant vowel, and that's one character. Oh. It's a Tanabe. So Mitsubishi is Mitsubishi. What about Mitsuboshi? Mitsuboshi. Very good. Anyway, um, with the Yaris, glad we covered that. like exhausts are like three hundred bucks for like the best one that you can get. Like a Fujitsubo, I think might crack four hundred, maybe. Um, and that's like a crazy expensive exhaust. Coilovers three hundred bucks, and it has like a fourteen inch wheel, so wheels four hundred bucks. Like everything's cheap on this car. Well, yeah, it's a tiny car. It's a tiny car. You can have a ton of fun in. And they made a Dahatsu Charade, which is pretty much identical, so I can just rebadge as a Dahatsu. Mm-hmm. And you can just get a five-door, because it's way better. Actually, I think the Dahatsu Charade might have only been a five-door. So Good. I but yeah, just... you should definitely get the Charade badges. <laughs> I totally would. <laughs> but yeah. Yes, I had to say that in the British manner. I, I just think that, charade. I think it's just such a cool car, and nobody it ever talks cool about car, it. It is a cool car, but I, I don't know if I can condone that over a Kazashi. The, so the Kazashi is really, really cool. Don't get me wrong. This is the thing, though. This is a car that's going to rust out in winter in Minnesota. They both are. I feel bad doing that to the Suzuki, because that's a car that's too special to do that in winter. Fine. That's my issue. It's like Mr. Wags. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't do that. No, you get, you get a slightly shittier, but just as good car. And oh. also, good and shitty are two totally separate things. Like, you can have a good car at shit. Oh, yeah. Now, that's a good car. That's a car I'd feel bad about that rusting is, out. That is the such Kizashi. a good car. Really do like the Kazashi. Yeah, that is pretty much the peak of automotive excellence. Um, I can't really think about what. You know, I would... Jalopnik just had last week a wa- the case for the Mitsubishi Mirage Link Rover. I saw how that. How long? Yeah. How long until they bring up the Kazashi? And then we can say, I told you so. Why, I really want to know. Uh, why Noe talks about how great the Kazashi is. Also, that car's a heavy pig. But, I mean, is like, it? it's really heavy. Even the four-cylinder front-wheel drive off the yeah, they're, oh. really oh. Oh. they're, like, well over 3,000 pounds. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't understand how that... But it drives pretty solid. <laughs> it drives great, I guarantee it. The car's a blast. Like, I'm not mad about it. EV swap it is. Like, I'm not mad about anything on the on the Kazashi, because that was, like, the era where everything was kind of heavy. But, um... Yeah, that car's a heavy pig. Like, it's a really, really big pig. I'm very surprised to hear that. Yeah, I, I'm, I was shocked when I looked up the curb weight of the Kazashi. Cause I'll have to look it up uh, one second. Curb weight. <laughs> Suzuki. I mean, it, it can do no no evil in my mind. but that's No, like, I'm not mad about it. It's just like, yeah, it's 3,241 pounds. That's not terrible. That's pretty hefty. That's 200 pounds heavier than a BRZ. Yeah, I mean, it's 200 pounds, so it's basically going to drive like a... That's 100 uh, pounds per door. It's, it's basically a BRZ 
sedan at that point. A front-wheel drive BRZ sedan, because it makes roughly the same power. Now, the the four-cylinder in this is an Ecotec, right? Um, no, it is not. I'm actually looking at the engine. Is that, it's a 2.4, right? Yeah, so it's a, so it's a pretty J, chunky. It's called the J24B. So is it, it is, actually a Suzuki engine, or did yeah, somebody else make it Yeah, it's a, it's a it Suzuki engine. Okay. A hundred and sixty-six horsepower. That's plenty. Yeah, and one hundred and seventy pound-feet of torque. That's pretty good. Uh, oh, actually, sorry, that's on the ones that didn't come to America. The American Ooh. ones have one hundred and eighty pound-feet of torque. Dang. And one eighty-five if you over rev it. Um, Which I would, of course. Yes. So, which is kind of <laughs> cool, actually. Now I know that. But I mean, like, still, it's. It's kind of heavy, though. I mean, that, that's objectively heavy. But I'm not mad about it. I mean, you can be heavy and be fine. Like, there's lots of good heavy cars. Like, look at literally any German car ever. Yeah. Every German car has, like, an extra 700 pounds of fluff in it. And they're still Except great to Porsche, drive. somehow. Porsches are all really light. Yeah, well, because they probably save all their weight from their IMS bearings being no, properly engineered. everything's aluminum. Just, like, cost be damned. Which is why they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look underneath of, like... A BMW and stuff. I'm like, it's gonna have a steel subframe and stuff like that. Like a Porsche, everything's aluminum. Uh, I, I guess that, that would that would be a and sensible yes, thing to say. Obviously, you shave grams off of your IMSB as you drive too, yeah, which is helpful. That yeah, comes it, out in the, the oil change. The only car that gets lighter as you drive it. <laughs> well, no, there's a Lotus, and that's from rust. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, <laughs> I want to talk about the new Bronco, and I'm not even gonna show actual photos of the production thing because obviously it was launched online. You've seen it. Yes. But I want to talk about its manual transmission because this is one of the very few vehicles sold that you can still buy a manual with. So, yeah, we knew this was coming. They kind of confirmed it and hinted at it. But it's not a Tremec box. It's a Getrag box, which very is surprising. Cool. Very and it's cool. a seven-speed, technically, yes. because it has a low-range gear. I was going to say that. It's got a crawler in it. It does. Which mm. also, I think... That and it's a dog-leg crawler. might be the only car it is because the Cummins six-speed is gone I, I think that does the Jimny have a crawl I bet the Jimny has a crawler it's the only we'll car in America in for yeah, sure yeah. yeah and actually I'm pretty sure the uh, UAZ has a crawler because in just the United sounds, States then yes sounds very accurate for that yeah it was the Wagovan it was the heavy-duty Dodge Ram Cummins manual the Bronco and then Euro stuff yeah and then like sem- it's a dog trucks. leg it's very cool. You could launch it and crawl and bang shift that thing. It's a, it's a dog leg that still manages to have a garbage 2-3 shift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like That's like one of my favorite oh, yeah. parts. Yep. It's a 2-3. It's still just a nightmare to do. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah, if you call it 2-3. Because, I mean, technically, eh. it's That's going to effectively, when you're, as you are driving it, Find that the second highway. gear start at that. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a dog leg. It is uh, a dog leg, yes, technically. But it's... That's pretty I'm, cool. I'm I'm happy about that. I'm curious uh, to see how much power it can take. I'm just really excited to see that Jim Hackett didn't manage to shit the bed on this one. <laughs> that is I'm shocked. Actually. I honestly I was I was fully expecting a Ford Mustang Maki uh situation where it's just like from the start was just a bad idea and just beyond stupid at every level. Yeah, naming it the Mustang. God damn. Honestly, I would have been totally fine if it had Mustang looks and you called it any other name. Call it the Pinto. Mm-hmm. Call it the Fairlane. Call it anything. Galaxy. Uh. Well, the, I guess the Fairlane actually be a really good one. Cause the Fairlane is the predecessor to the Mustang. That's what the Mustang was based off of. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Fairlane. You could have called it a Fairlane. It would have been so cool. The the Fairlane-E. Mm-hmm. So you could call it the Fairlane. The Fairlane-E-Z. Yeah, like, that'd be really cool. 
Like, that would be a great name for a vehicle, not mm. the Maki. Maki. Yeah, Maki is uh, Finnish for something food-related. I can't remember exactly what it was. but uh, Indigestion? No, it, <laughs> no. I think it's fish or something. It's in a lot of sushi. It's Maki. Maki? Maki. Oh, good, because it smells like fish. It's bad. <laughs> I just don't like it. Oh, man. I just, Article so, says it can handle up to 443 foot-pounds of torque, and it's a get reg, so that means it'll take 1,000 foot-pounds. That's so good. That's cool. That's very cool. So you can actually make power on it, and the engine will never make that much power. God, no. I don't even know what engine they're putting in it. I assume it's an EcoBoost. Yes. Yeah, I don't care. EcoBoost 4 or EcoBoost 6. So they at least have the four-cylinder That's in cool. Because the four-cylinder, as long as you put a black grill on it, they can hold, like, good power. Just oh, yeah. Bodman's blow out of them at, like, 500 horsepower and nuts <laughs> if you don't put a girdle in it. Um, weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Also, at uh, Rock Falls, they're, not Rock Falls, I'm sorry, at uh, Grove Creek, there was a guy that was racing, like, a tuned EcoBoost truck. and Like an F-150? F-150. Every time you watched it, it was just timing chain noise. Oh. It was, ah! I'm like, ooh. It's <laughs> about a first-gen EcoBoost. Yeah. I don't, I don't hear that a lot on the second gen. It was bad. There's an image of the transmission. It is a Getrag 7 MTI 550. And to give you a reference, the the... Fourth gen Supra Trans mm-hmm. and the E46 M3 and the M5 and the ZA Trans is a 420. Okay. And the one in the 850 is a 560, which is grenade proof and handles over a thousand. Perfect. So this in a car, anyway, is definitely good for a thousand. And you can make it all wheel drive. <clears throat> Always four wheel drive. Yeah, I mean you wouldn't want to do that, but you could. Well, I mean, if you wanted to make a all wheel drive, there was actually a truck that was at um, um, Grove Creek. It was a all wheel drive Blazer, LS4 L80, uh, like Tucker Gen. Oh God! As oh God! LS four four L eighty. It was like doing it. <laughs> the mm. truck was untouchable. Was it all wheel drive still? Yeah. Nice. It was really cool. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like you could make this all wheel like drive. It's like a modern typhoon. That's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a modern typhoon. And, like I'm you could... Front diffs don't usually hold up <laughs> no. to that kind of stuff on those. <laughs> but like, so I, as soon as I saw this thing, oh, the transmission will hold together. Well, as long as you have a front diff that'll mm-hmm. do it, there you, there's your there's your Huckleberry. Like that'd be really cool. So that's really cool to see that these Blazers, um, Broncos, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't care. Ford Blazer. At least, yeah. No, actually, the Blazer is objectively worse in every way. Yes. Uh, these at least have some something good behind them. The only problem is that they put that six cylinder in it and not a good engine. It's fine. I just I don't have faith in it. It's a timing chain V6 that previously had timing chain problems. They said they fixed I've it. I've never heard that about the EcoBoost V6s, but we've done a lot of them. Oh, or there's a lot of cars coming with P0016. Ah, timing crank correlation yeah. codes. There's a, I've seen a lot of that on Ford EcoBoosts huh. coming through. Yeah, uh, okay then. But uh, it's one of those things where it's like it, it's like a, a you know your Karen problems are different than oh, your... Oh, yeah, I mean, that, that is from lack of oil changes. Yeah, it, it, well, it, Karen problems are different than Kyle problems. Your Kyle problem is going to be because Kyle drove it like a chode. Kyle and, put a JB tuner on it and put 87 in it and yeah. detonated a freaking ringland. Yeah, that's what Kyle does. <clears throat> Karen just drives it normally and doesn't pay attention to any of the warning lights that are flashing and lighting up the Christmas tree in front of her face and just reminding her of the holidays all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her car blows up. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, no, those... E- <laughs> EcoBoost V6s do have those issues. I've not seen anything with the, with the four-cylinder, though. That's why I think it's really interesting. I've not, not seen any timing chain issues with those. Well, it's just the initial head gasket problem, but that was Ford's issue. That was also only the Ford Focus RS. Right, it was because they put the transverse in the, one. Yep. They, they put the normal head, 
the normal head gasket into the good car. It was actually the MKC as well. That okay. Was the, that was the first vehicle to get that engine. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. Uh, actually, speaking of the the Broncos, like much, much, much shittier competition, the Blazer and the Trailblazer. Mm-hmm. The Trailblazer immediately got just like nothing but trash press because Mary Barr is comically inept in every way as a automotive yeah. executive. How many like mid-sized crossovers do they have now in the Chevy line? I have Four, no five? idea. I have no idea. They all look the same. They're all identical, and they're all stealing sales from each other. It's really stupid. And Mary Barra needs to go away very quickly. Um, but I will give her and GM credit. I have a new favorite teal. Oh? Yeah, because that came on the new, the brand new Trailblazer. I was like, just released. I saw it, and it was like a really, really pretty, like, it's like a gloss kind of pastel teal. It's very good. It's not metallic, which I love. So. Okay. That's the only good thing I can say about the GM not V8 vehicles. Even their V8s are cylinder disabling now, so it's just like... <laughs> yeah, we can tune all that out pretty easy. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those are still easy to tune. Yes, even, even the LT series engines are like, wow, GM really just doesn't care, <laughs> which is awesome. It's just like, we have to do this legally. <laughs> oh, no, it's encrypted. Slides a post-it note with a pencil encryption key across the table. Oh, I dropped oh. it somewhere. If oh, you no, see it, it's make sure to throw it away. <laughs> in, in, in case you ever have to... It forgets itself. You don't have to do anything. The encryption key is under the spare tire. Imagine if GM bought John Deere. Like, they would instantly just, like, crack all the encryption back wide open. <laughs> You'd have, like, LS-powered tractors. <laughs> totally. That, that's exactly what they, what they would do. And then they'd get in trouble because they did something else. They, they, they cut, like, a corner on something else. Like, your ignition falls oh, yeah. out of the column or something. The, uh, the safety switch on the seat yeah. would, uh, if you stand up, it will automatically engage the PTO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yep. yeah that that would be a gm john deere <laughs> problem so anyway i hope to see that merger in the future it, it tries to kill you yes i concur <laughs> wow so uh things i learned this week i learned that the toyota vitz was designed by a power ranger which is awesome <laughs> um what did you learn i learned that i am simply unwilling or incapable of doing absolutely anything over 90 degrees ambient air temperature i concur i cannot wait to put air conditioning in my new garage it's me, the most exciting thing I've done in my entire life. Yeah, I, I consider it more and more pretty much every day down here. We'll see. Yeah. So, anyway, I think that's it for our episode today. Sounds good. All right. Well, we're going to see you next week. <coughs> I was going to do something smarmy, too, but now I'm just creeped out. So, <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>